Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice at my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave you didn't blow out my ears i'm so happy i'm john <laughs> these are the docile tones of jd oliva we'll be here with you all night Oh, you guys are always complaining about me being too loud and boisterous on the intro, so... You are boisterous. Oh, I have a reason to be boisterous. I'm a boisterous kind of a guy. You are boisterous. <laughs> Welcome to Superhero Speak, where men are men, except when they're boys. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was bad. So how was everyone's week, John? John, how, how was your week? Did you spend it with any boys? I mean, men, I mean... I'm women. not with the Catholic Church. Ooh. <laughs> low hanging for yeah no you know getting back into the grind at work and uh, that's not going great but you know won't bore anybody with that otherwise i don't know i've got an open minecraft server if anybody wants to join but i've got a couple of people on that and uh, no nothing nothing i'm shopping around for artists for the this kids book that i've been writing and i haven't had anybody nibble yet so kind of kind of wondering about that where are you looking? My, hmm? where are you looking well like i i sent uh, an email to artists that i know that you guys know who i said and I, i've sent in a call to a few other of the artists that we've interviewed you know some of the the ones that can do kids work and uh, just nothing so far i don't know if it's the time if they're if they're all at conventions or what just weird some of these people yeah. are people I normally get a response to from, you know, or get a response from, you know, just, just for other stuff. Just, you know, hi, how are you? So maybe it's because I told them I'd only pay him a penny a picture. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it could be. <laughs> well, no, I, I just, yeah, I just, I, 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 this is my first time trying to do this thing. So I'm, you know, I guess there's, I, I'm assuming there's a huge learning curve on how to hook yourself a good artist. I'm just trying to think like, yeah, I, I'm going to talk to Don Griffin next. And you're doing a you're doing a kids book, so it's like it's not like they're doing a you know four or five panels per page. It's just like one picture per page, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So. But like like in everything, I'm going at it with the friendly route of hey, you know, I've got this and that and everything. I don't know if like you're supposed to go at it from a professional route where it's like here's here's the manuscript and here's the contract and you can decide if you want if you if you're supposed to. Perf- prefer those well, I mean, things pro- with anything you, those things with anything you give up you know you propose it first before you give all the details but just like hey i'm writing a kid's book i'm looking for an artist 
Hmm. We're thinking it's it's going to be so many pages, so so many pictures. It's like it's like twenty two pages. It's not big, and it's it's it. You know, there's only a few words a page. You know, twenty two sounds twenty two pages sounds long for a children's no, book, doesn't it? About, no, that's about right. Yeah, is it okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So. My anyway. granddaughters don't have a long attention span. It's hard to get Who, through a 10 page. What book. kid does these days? None. Well, I don't think it's these days. I think kids have never had yeah. long attention span. No, I, I used to sit there with Legos and build skyscrapers, right? But at my net my... at, at how old? Oh, that was when I was in preschool. Well, you're no. a different kind of preschooler. I, no. That was high school, don't lie. No, that was <laughs> that was definitely preschool. I remember that. But the you know, like you my my nephews they play they play minecraft with me once in a while and like they get bored with the vanilla minecraft if it's not in creative mode and they can't just automatically do everything i'm trying to teach them you know patience and of course they give the ed gruberman answer to that yeah yeah patience how long will that take Lauren? so (laughs) so it's just uh you know kids these days just I, i i i think the internet has an effect on people you know it's like oh, infinite yeah. scrolling on Facebook and, and you know, get, even Facebook it I, takes too long to go through. So all the kids are on TikTok now. It's like, it's ridiculous. I think Facebook's full of old people. That's why they're not. I think the internet has killed more brain cells than TV ever did. I think you guys sound like you're pretty old. I think little kids never have attention spans. Like, cause I, oh. I'm with, I'm with little kid, like now I'm talking with high school kids. I'm with little kids all the time and they, you know, run around like me. All they want to do is run around and play, which is what little kids do. So, you know, for the most part, little kids. Yeah. But there's a, okay. Speaking as an old man, there's mm-hmm. a difference between my day and age where it's like, you should go out and play. And the only thing you can do is to actually go out and play. And that's it. Like no video games, no internet, no, no, nothing, no smartphones, nothing like that. And you had to go out and use your imagination, you know, pick up a rock and a stick and suddenly you got a game, you know, that's it. But kids these days, it's like you, you can go through 5,000 different channels and, and, you know, I hear hear this. I hear what you're saying. And I watch five and six year olds all the time, just run around and use their imagination and play. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, I'm sorry, this is old man speak. Like they, imagination. They run around, they run around and play. Like I said, I got a bunch of them in the restroom and all they want to do is run. Like I was in a high, I was in a kids tournament today and they were running and playing and jumping around and you know, kids are far more active. Like that's a that's a meme, you know. When they get a little bit older, maybe, but I mean like kids still run around and play. They just they do have a lot more options. What eleven get to th- high school and stuff, like 11, 12 year olds? Yeah, maybe. That's that's parenting at that point. Do you Make your kid do stuff, or do you? Oh my 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 sister's trying. She's trying, but again, it's like the options a kid have kids have these days does not teach them patience. You have to really work at it these days. Whereas in the old days, no patience. Hmm? I know plenty of adults that have no patience. Oh well, this is true too. I think it's yeah. Patience is something you got to teach somebody. Which we were doing today. So. Well, even those old men can lose it. Like I find myself channel surfing a lot more and, and watching YouTube videos wow. these days. And it's like, I get impatient if the video is over 20 minutes. It's like in the old days, I'd sit there with a book and read for five hours. Yes, I know. Exactly. But I get, you know, and, and no, and I understand that that's a, that could be a problem. Like I'm the internet is training me to, to consume stuff in much quicker, much higher volume. And that's, you know, I'm Mr. I'm trying to wean myself off of stuff like that. Mr. ADHD is talking about attention spans. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, this is you know, yeah. 
How about you, JD? How was your week? Busy, very, very busy. Made some. I think I'm going to go back and because you know the video business has never quite recovered from the pandemic. Right. Um, people just don't the the demand and what's asked isn't there. Well, it's still so, on. So. Well, I'm. Uh, well, I'm getting the the writing is going decent, but not enough to like support a family. I uh-huh. think I'm going to uh, do some substitute teaching in the school district that I coach in. So I can basically write while I'm at, while I'm, so I can basically work while I'm working and get paid to do the work that I'm, that I'm ultimately doing. So that is, that is, that is, I think what we're going to start doing a few days a week with that. And uh, that's just like supplemental stuff. And then it was good. And we had a, my little, my high school team won their conference tournament by 90 points. So we did great. And then my little guy had his first high school, his first wrestling tournament ever today. And uh, he took third place, and he's very proud of himself. Nice. He had no idea what was going on in his first match. He was so confused. He looked at me at one point. He's like, Dad, he's not letting me do what I want to do. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, buddy. That's the point. you got to have to figure it out. And he got what I was proud of him is he got real frustrated, but he didn't cry, and he didn't give up. You know, and he got his he got beat up in his first match, but he got the last two takedowns in the match, so I was proud of him. And then in his his second match for his third place match, he won 28 to six. Oh, wow. He wow. was, I was worried about him getting disqualified for, cause he didn't know the rules. So I just had him keep letting the kid down and just keep taking him down repeatedly. Cause he didn't know what else was going on. So he scored like 14 takedowns in his, for his second, his second wrestling match ever. So he did good. He did good. He's still totally clueless as to what's going on, but he had, <laughs> he had the best time today and he was walking. He's going to show up later in the show. Cause it's bath time right now. He wants to show you guys his medal. And, and brag about it because he goes this is my first real medal this isn't like in swimming where they give you fake medals this oh is like real metal. oh god there are a bunch of swimmers that just well, no, it's him in his class in his swim class they give him a little plastic medal for graduating to the next grade okay. got a few of them and he's like he's kind of caught on oh here we go right on cue hi hi what is that around your neck here, here you gotta show him we gotta get in the camera right wow how'd you do very Good. very awesome that's awesome that's your first tournament, right? Are you proud? Yeah, I got third place. You did get Wow. Nice. And I beat the girl for it. You did beat a girl for it. <laughs> Give me a hug and kiss goodnight. Love you. Hey, you know, don't laugh about that. Girls wrestling is, is growing exponentially so, in our so. country. And the best hey. kid in my little kids team is a girl, little Kennedy. She beats the snots out of all these boys, including I say. She beats the crap out of him. She's bigger than him. She's got a head and a head. She's got a head taller than him. And she <laughs> likes to work with him all the time. And she just beats the shit out of my little boy. It's awesome. It's good. Yeah. Good. So good he was teach. this good way, way to just, teach them that they're equals. That is, I mean, honestly, is wrestling because when they're this age, there's really yes. not much difference. Right. Like, and oftentimes the girls are stronger than the boys. Right. So it's so he had no qualm. It's funny because like the older boys will freak out that they wrestle a girl. These kids have no problem. And he this is he beat a girl, so he's happy. He's like, Yes, she didn't beat me up, you know. <laughs> but like I said, the girl in my club, she just she beats up all the all the other five year five and six year olds. So it was uh it's a it's a different world we're coming up in. Yeah, as long as that doesn't carry over into his dating life, he's fine. <laughs> no, no, I mean honestly, honestly, she's one of his this girl's one of his best friends now, and I think she thinks he's cute, even though he she's a lot bigger than him. So it's uh, <laughs> it's adorable, honestly. Uh, nice that was my weekend how about you Dave hmm see 
I don't know. What can I talk about? Because I get accused of talking about my girlfriend too much. You got laid. So, so we all assume that you got laid. <laughs> I don't need to know that. No, well, actually, and she met my mom and brother's sister-in-law on, on Friday. Because we always have pizza night at my mom's. And I was like, ah, hey, why don't you come with us? So, yeah. So that, was... that sounds good. <laughs> but, but since we were talking about attention spans, what? I discovered a show <laughs> that I didn't know existed. But like they seem to all be on YouTube. It's a British show. It's called The Big Fat Quiz. Have you guys I've ever never heard, heard of, of this? So are you familiar with like British panel shows where they bring in a bunch of celebrities and they like act like it's a game show or a, or a talk show or something? But it's Monty really- Python did, Monty Python did skits Graham. on that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Watch Graham Norton. Yeah. But this is like like this it's a game. Different. They. It's 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 a game show where they actually do ask questions and give them points and stuff. But the really the whole point of it is to have these comedy comedians and comedy actors on there to like improvise and come up with Crack funny answers. And and stuff like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. And it's like it's like two hours an episode, John. And I enjoy sitting and watching each one. Well, I mean, there's it. I mean, it depends. My my stupid ADD doesn't help. But yeah, that, I mean, British, those those shows can be really interesting, you know. Yeah, actually, it's because there's been a couple of people on the show that like I know from different things and I like like Noel Fielding and oh, I can't think of his name. He used to host uh, Fool Us, Ben and Teller's Fool Us. He used to be the host on it. And then what's her face from American Pie took over. You um, mean Buffy the Vampire Slayer? What's her name? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where I know her from. I never I never watched the American Allison Pie. Hannigan? Yeah. Yeah, I never Hannigan. watched the American she, stuff. She, she now hosts uh, she, Fool Us. She's, she's good at she's good at it too. Yeah. I had a huge crush on her in high school. Who didn't? Oh, she'd have been like six when you were in high school. I know. <laughs> oh my god, she wasn't famous yet either. But anyway, so it's 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 funny. Oh, and what's it? Russell Brand was on it a few times too, which which shocked me. Has he lost surprise. his mind? I've heard something that he's like kind of because he was like really famous. And now he's like not so really famous. So I'm wondering what he, he he's more infamous than famous. <laughs> he went he just went the like he does a podcast now. Everybody. And what a loser. He does a podcast. And like apparently <laughs> and apparently talks like kind of I feel like he's trying to compete with what's his face? Joe Rogan. And Rogan? It's like, oh, so he's staring into the Rogan. He's doing oh, the Rogan. Jesus. Stuff. But it's like it's not this, you know, it's not the same. And yeah. So it, it's hard to lose that much of your brain cells to, to go that deep. It's just weird that he like, he came out, right. You're right. Like, like he was like ultra famous for, yeah. For by minute and like the early like 10s. Yeah. And then just was gone. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I'd forgotten about him till recently. Been on a lot of movies and everything. He was, yeah. he was in a ton of movies like yeah. 10, 10 years ago. Get him to the Greek. Yeah. was the one of his biggest ones. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, that, that, that's been my week is watching well, it's funny because it seems like a show they do like once a year at the end of the year. So it's like the big fat quiz of 2017, the big fat quiz of 2018. They ask questions about the year. And then, it, then they have a couple special ones, like one of the 90s, one of the 80s. You know, Every question, so. the answer to every question for 2021 is the COVID virus. <laughs> what is Omicron? Yeah, what is Omicron? <laughs> answer in the form of a question. Uh, yeah, so... So yeah, like that's that's it. Oh, and catching up on some TV like Boba Fett and Peacemaker. Did uh, did you how far behind are you now, JD? I'm one episode behind on Boba Fett and two episodes behind on Peacemaker. Peacemaker, I'm having time because I had to get up. And, dude, it was two and a half hour drive this morning to get my kid to the stupid tournament, 
and it snowed. <laughs> it was brutal. So I had to get up at five in the morning. So my TV was way down yesterday. But I wow. did catch one episode of Peacemaker, and I think I love this show. I yeah. think it's absolutely hilarious. And I'm too on a Boba Fett, and I have complicated thoughts on Boba Fett. All right. Well, let's 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 start with your complicated thoughts on Boba Fett. I'm on. Un- there's very and multiple times in the same episode, I feel like enthralled and then underwhelmed mm-hmm. at various points. Like I'm super invested in this. Well, I was in the Truscan in the Truscan Raider story, uh-huh. like, where he's like coming up with the Sand People. I found that stuff really interesting, and I find the gangster stuff to be kind of boring. You know, like I'm yeah. not I'm not as enthralled with. So and again, I'm only on episode three, but I'm not. I don't hate it by any stretch of imagination. But I don't love it. Like I find the I find this whole thing with Boba Fett, like coming up with the Sand People, really cool. And then I just the Sand People just died, and I'm like, oh man, it's like a it's like a western. Like it feels so, a samurai thing. I dig that. It, it's weird too because I'll say the the next episode, which is the last one that was put out, feels kind of like a filler episode. Really, like they're definitely setting something up for whatever's coming next. And then I don't know what's going to happen because it also feels like. They made the flashbacks get caught up to where he is now. I know. And they caught it like we had this dual narrative going that just like came to an abrupt stop at the middle of the third episode. And I'm like, yeah, well, this is weird. I don't know. I don't know where it goes from here, but there's things I like. Like, it's weird that he hired. OK, did you guys watch the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the, the early 90s, ladies, early 90s? Yep. Yeah. The new, I feel like he hired the neutrinos to be <laughs> like his secondary, his seconds. Yes, you know, I'm like, what? What is going on with this? I mean, that was like, an interesting choice. Those that character, those characters. It, it was, and like I said, like I don't the this mayor thing is intriguing to me. Like I want to see kind of where it goes. Like I like, I, I just thought I just watched him and Danny Trejo bonding with the 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 Rancor. I yes, that that's cool. I'm like, okay, this, this is something, but I I don't know. Like I just that emotional hook hasn't registered with me yet. Maybe it's because I don't know how, how about, to feel about Boba Fett. How about the Wookiee? The Wookiee is cool. I underutilized actually. I feel like the Wookiee is like this Boba Fett where I should think he's awesome, but then he got beat and I'm like, oh, and then they're just going to let him go. And I went, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's weird. Cause I kind of feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like people want it to see Boba Fett doing badass stuff. And we're not. And yeah. We're not, we, we didn't expect trade negotiations. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's, it's so weird. Like, and this is like about underworld and gangsters. I thought we'd have like, you know, people rubbing each other out. It'd be like the untouchables in the desert. And it's not. But then we're getting this whole like, we're getting this whole like samurai style story with the sand people that I really dig. Like, this is cool. And then they all get butchered. And I'm like, oh, Boba Fett's going to kill these suckers. You know, I, I got like every time we're in the present, I kind of, I kind of start playing with my phone a little bit, you know? <laughs> Yeah. There, yeah. there was a, there was an author I, I read a long time ago. His name is Stephen Brust. He did a series that the first book was called Jerig. It was, it was the main character was uh, Vladimir Kaltosh and it was set in a fantasy world, but he was the head of a crime organization or that's not, cool. not the head. He was working his way up in the crime organization. Oh, that's okay. cool. That's and cool. it was, and it, it's a crime organization where magic and sorcery exists and, you know, and, and just all this other stuff. And, and it was just, it was done 
like I, every time I'm watching this, I'm thinking back to that where it's like, yeah, remember the time when one of his one of his lieutenants got murdered and they all hold up in, in his base and then the base got bombed, but they had to teleport out and did this and that and the other. And I'm thinking, how much better could this be? They just I don't think the writers know what organized crime is like. It certainly you know? does like that. What is what was the name of those books you guys had me read earlier last year? Uh, the Dresden Files. Dresden. So it, it's like Dresden, or even Dresden, yeah. But it's like Dresden meets The Godfather, essentially. Yeah. That's a hell of a pitch. Well, they had, yeah. That's a hell of a pitch. Like I feel like you could go to Netflix and say it's like Dresden Files or The Witcher meets The Godfather, and I feel like anybody would go. Here's all the money to do this. I need to. You need to message me the name of this series because I'm I'm super intrigued actually. Oh, I'll message you right now. Yeah, it, yeah. it's again, it's Stephen Brust, it, it, for those listening, it's Stephen Brust. I don't even know if the guy's alive anymore, but he wrote, I mean, there's a lot of books in this series and there were a lot of threads and the, the books themselves are not in chronological order. Oh, that's hard. It's not hard as you, it's not as hard as you think. Really? And there's this, there's this other piece where there are these 17 great weapons and- I won't spoil anything, but those come into play and then aliens come into play. It's like, it is an amazing story. And it all centers around him working his way up in a crime syndicate. It's just amazing. It's like, yeah. I mean, not in order. It's kind of like starting at episode four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds cool. I just, I feel like, I feel like I should like, I mean, I don't hate, I see a lot of hate for this show. Right. I don't, which I don't get. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like it deserves. Hate. It's not bad. It's just, no, it's not bad. But I am a tad underwhelmed. Like, I don't feel as motivated. That's why I'm so far behind on it. Like, I just don't feel as motivated. Like, with Mandalorian, I had to watch the next episode. I don't feel that as much. with Because that's the other thing. And I think maybe Mandalorian was the Boba Fett show we wanted. Yeah, maybe Mandalorian because was the Boba Fett show we thought. In the, in the original, well, in Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi, you got this feeling of him being this lone operator the survivor who, who who's on his own and does what he wants you know and this it's like he's surrounding himself with people to like work with him and help him out and it's like no it's so weird like it's yeah. you, ex not what you expected more ass kicking though while he's doing it i mean there is some like i said like i like the stuff with the the sand people i dug him training like i'm like oh he's learning a different martial arts style like i like yeah i liked that whole thing i'm like this should have just been the show you know true but I don't get it. It's hard to say that when you don't see where it's all, where it's leading. But for right now, I'm like, it's like a B is what I'd say. You know, it's not bad, but I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not wowed, which is disappointing. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with I, you. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And then Peacemaker, you're so, uh... so much boobs. So many, <laughs> so many boobs. I'm two episodes in. I love, I absolutely love, again, what I like the most about the show is for as a wrestling fan for years, John Cena, Caref very carefully crafted this super family kid friendly pristine image right uh-huh like he never turned villain right and everybody wanted it, but he wouldn't do it because like he had this image and he had to maintain you know, right he he has had more make-a-wish visits than any wrestler ever right he's the ultimate baby face and he has just thrown all that away to play this peacemaker character and he's so He's doing a great job of it, right? He's such a bohunk, right? He's a dumb, he's a dumb jock, but he's not as hateable as he was in the movie. They have softened the edges a little bit because you have to for a main character. Oh, yeah. but I'm, I'm invested in the main plot, right? This butterfly thing. 
I think it's hilarious. I think the show is absolutely hilarious. The writing is fantastic. Like I'm, I love this show. This show, I can't show anybody it, but it's like a superhero. It's like, it's a show that I think people, when people say you want like a mature superhero story, like they point to stuff like the boys when they really should do this. Cause this is violent, but it's funny. And like, right. I and it's not feel like gross. Watching it's it. not mean spirited. No, it's not mean spirited. It's shockingly not mean. It could very easily be a mean spirited. Yeah. Show. But yes. I don't think gun has that. Like, I think gun is, it's not even tongue in cheek. It's like, it's very in the world. Like it feels very much like a lived in superhero world, but a different side of it. It's like, what if this meathead was a superhero and he's kind of a moron yeah. and he's surrounded by bad people. Like what kind of, what kind of things, at least I feel like these are the things that would happen to a dumb jock who became a superhero. Bad people, but not as bad as his own father, not as bad as his own father. And that's, that's what the, that is the most interesting take to me in this whole thing is like, why is Chris Smith the way he is? Because he suffered child abuse, like, and he had to try to make this guy happy. One of my favorite scenes to see in, in episode two, and he lies down and just starts crying and punching himself. Everyone hates you. You're you shot Rick Flag. You're a dick. Yep. Like, <laughs> again, it's so it's so on the nose, but it's so on the nose and so over the top that it's hilarious, and it gives us a nice little character beat too. Yeah. So this is this is really good stuff. It's like, not exactly unusual either i mean like that's not that's not fantastical you say it's on the nose but there are people who have those kinds of mental problems like and And a lot of people are going to empathize with that for sure and that's why it's believable but again the way the the way i describe it comes just describing it it could come off very on the nose yeah but the performance from john cena is so over the top that it's subtle who who would have thought that right Oh, like I've John Cena. I've always thought again because I've watched him grow. I actually was in the arena as for debut match, just watching him grow over the last two decades, and to see what he is now. And I was telling my wife, I'm like, you, you're not gonna like the content of the show because my wife's very middle of the road, we'll say. Hmm. So I said, but you are gonna like John Cena running around in his tidy whities for the better part of two hours. <laughs> um, I think he stuffed his pants. It was hard not to look at his his wang. It's I don't know. They've made it such a. They've made it such a it's thing. A thing. And, right. That's why I'm like, is that really John Cena's thing, or are they are they helping him out down there? I don't know. He always wrestled in jean shorts. So I couldn't tell you. Let's just say that he spends a lot of time in the makeup trailer. Okay. <laughs> I, I have oh, no God. idea. I I'm not going to speculate on the size of a man's penis. I, I will. I'll question it. If he's got, if he's packing three quarters of that, it's impressive. Him and him and John Ham, right? I bet John Ham's gonna. Well, oh no, I've that's heard. that's the, that the wellest. Thing? That's a thing, yeah. Him John and um, well known for that actually. Him and Batista's got a legendary one too. What's his face? Taken. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yep. Yeah. Supposedly he has a very large not cursed, member. Not cursed with the Irish inch. Good for him. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not Irish. Uh, <laughs> I'm not commenting on that. Jesus, I never even heard of that one. Come on. I mean, it explains John's dating life, though. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> Ooh, you guys are going for the going for the jugular. In the anyway, no, yeah, we're going no, like, for the. I, I like we're going it. for the. <laughs> you like stick the punches? I'll steer. I'll steer it right back in. I really like the show. I like. I like the writing. I like how no below the how belt irreverent day. how irreverent and sophomoric it is. But they're they're telling an interesting story. I still don't quite get what the butterflies are, and I like this version of Vigilante. It's you'll see you'll see the butterflies mm. in the next episode. Okay. okay, I'm not there yet. But I, I quite enjoy this show. It's very James I, Gunn. It is yeah. very James Gunn. 
Yeah. I, I tried as hard as I could for episode four. I still cannot skip the damn intro. It's just love it. too cool. <laughs> it is one of the best intros of any show I've ever seen. Wigwam uh, is a Scandinavian, uh, he's a, it's a Scandinavian <laughs> glam rock band that's that he, like, got big in the early 2000s. And they're influenced by Sweet and Kiss. And I'm like, yes, yes, they, you were. They sound a lot like Freddie Mercury. They I mean, do. and but I know. heard Sweet. Like they said, they were influenced by Sweet, you know, Sweet Ballroom Blitz. Mm-hmm. Box the yeah. Blitz. It's very much in that style. I'm like, okay, I get this. I hear, I hear where you're coming from. I dig it. I dig it. So there was a, a meme floating around and it was like Zack Snyder spending millions and hours, millions of dollars and hours on the intro for the perfect superhero intro for the Watchmen, right? Oh yeah. And then, and then, and then underneath it's uh, James Gunn. Ah, fuck it. And that's it's a picture of John Cena. Yeah. Doing a poorly choreographed dance where no one smiles. But yes. it God damn, does it work? It is yeah. perfect. It just, it just, this is what makes Gunn such a unique filmmaker. Like a guy like him, he's so like, a, like a John Waters, but like more middle, like John Waters with like the edges taken off him. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not quite, you're not, it's like watching Pink Flamingos, but I mean, you could see some influence of that in there, but he makes yeah. it so much more palatable to like a normal person to watch. But it's, he's such a, he's such a brilliant filmmaker. It's so unique as compared to what everything else is going, especially the superhero genre. Sometimes I think of him as uh, Tarantino, but with his sense of humor. A different sense of humor. Like Tarantino's stuff is so like self-indulgent. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of Tarantino stuff is about, he's reached a point of parody where a lot of Tarantino stuff is about Tarantino. Right. Hmm. Whereas like, yeah, but I mean, even talking early stuff though. His early stuff's great. Don't get me wrong. Like Reservoir Dogs is a great movie. Yeah. But a Tarantino movie, it's like a Tarantino, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's become like that. Like these, like this is just, the movie is the focus. It's not like just me indulging in what I like to do. And it's hard to, it's hard to do. Look at all the superhero movies we've got over the last like 15 years. And most of them, like Marvel's got their paint by numbers playbook, right? But you you throw the Guardians of the Galaxy in the mix, and suddenly all and suddenly every superhero movie is like trying to set the whole thing to music. Like yeah, that's you know, true. He, they're he mining the eighties and seventies, eighties, and nineties yeah. for music. That's definitely and it's funny because he did the Marvel, the paint by numbers Marvel thing, but made it stand out, right? Yep. Guardians absolutely hits those beats, but you never oh, yeah. You never lose the feeling of a James Gunn movie, and here in DC, he's he's got. It feels like he's got a lot more freedom to just kind of mm-hmm. do his thing, and like it, it's very much. You could tell it's the same guy that made Guardians, but like there's no shackles, right? Yes. Right? So he can show boobs and people's heads blown boobs. off. A lot of boobs. <laughs> you can kidnap. You can falsely kidnap a woman and have her, you know, come back to the to your trailer. <laughs> with her husband with her no her, i don't think her husband was there oh it wasn't her husband it was, it was um yeah having okay. vigilante there with them made that 10 times more hilarious oh my god hilarious like i again, can't wait till you get through the next two episodes too cause... oh i know i gotta catch up i'm, I'm way behind but oh again, my I, god i might watch more of them when we get off the show actually like this is uh it's it's <laughs> john fun. It's a John vigilante and and peacemaker in the car together. Like I, I, I don't know why it just strikes me so funny. The no, they, their interaction, like they are just, two incredibly unique characters. And yes. they play off each other really well. Yes, really well. exactly. They're, yeah, their neuroses kind of mesh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is what life is about. Life is about finding people whose neuroses complement yours. Yeah. Yes, very much so. I can attest to that. Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a good movie, actually. Yeah. You know, it was not a good movie. It was that other movie they made together that was directed by, I believe it was David O'Kelly. Oh, the one in the one in space? No, no, no. The one in the 70s. Oh, that one wasn't good either. The one in the 70s over there where Christian Bale gains some weight and he's got like, he's a, I can't remember the movie. It's well, everyone thought it was going to be really good and it came out. Everybody went, not Dallas Buyers Club. No, not Dallas Buyers Club. This is like a gang. It was supposed to be like a gang movie or something, some sort, like a heist movie. Uh, I, I don't know. I forget. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, while you're trying to remember, we're really reaching here. <laughs> let's you can't go. tell, this is a very slow news week. Yeah. Let's move on to what little social media madness we have. It's <laughs> about the size of the reaction look, we got this. Look, look, look. We got to keep Tim happy. We do. He's our fan. He's our fan. Uh huh. So remember last week we talked about NBC ordered a pilot for a American Hustle. Reboot. That was the movie. That was it. Okay. That's it. Terrible. <laughs> Can I go on now? Sorry. Do I have your permission? Okay. NBC orders a pilot episode for Quantum Leap. And we got two replies on this. Our good friend D Square said, just because there's a pilot does not mean we will get the show. Let's not jump dot 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 to conclusions. I read this three times to get it. That he was making <laughs> Oh my god. You really? I just wasn't st- it wasn't hitting at first. And then so Wizard Podcast said, they're going to fix the worst and most depressing ending in the history of sci-fi TV. That wasn't and, the worst. And he has That's... just a picture that says, Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home. <sighs> Was it? Are you sure? What? It wasn't the worst? What's the worst ending of a sci-fi? Lost? Sure, Lost. Where I, they were... it was ba- I don't think it's a bad ending, though. I think it's a great ending. That they were in purgatory? No, no, Lost, Lost was a terrible show. Uh, <laughs> no, Quantum, Quantum Leap. I don't think it's a bad ending. Like he just he keeps doing it. Like you know he's part of a he's part of a bigger plan. You know, it's like I, I like it. What was I going to say? Well, he's like a, a comic book character that way. Very much, right? very much. He's stuck in the second act. Oh, constantly. Yes. There you go. So you're wrong, and we all know it was Joey that posted that. And then finally, we talked about the the, the reveal of the Batgirl costume for the upcoming movie, and Timothy Jones said, "Hate it." It looks like a snowsuit onesie. And what's up with the utility belt? Are those lipstick cases? Wow, Tim. Damn. Go on. Again, below the belt. <laughs> that was on the belt. Hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, that is pretty comic accurate. So I'm not sure why Tim doesn't like it. Tim, you're going to have to explain this uh, yes, a little more. Tim, it's not like you have some sour grapes. <sighs> available in finer newspapers across the country i wonder if that was all for a setup because he's i wonder if that's just to set us up to do that in retrospect i wonder if he's playing some three-dimensional chess with us and we just fell right into his web of deceit. hey hey tim jones plays uh three-dimensional chess that's what uh, four, i'm sorry four-dimensional chess sorry he plays with the time factor as well all right well on that note because that's all the social media madness for this week because it's not a lot not a lot of anything if you would like to follow us on social media and be a part of Social Media Madness, here's our good friend D Square to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, 
You can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. How would you like to be All right. Well, thank you for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available, except Spotify. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to take our first and probably only commercial break because there isn't much else to talk about. And we'll be right back. All right, we're back. And uh, we only have two news articles to talk about, so we'll stretch this out somehow. The first, of course, it was released on the day that we were recording last week, after we were recorded, so it was released late, which is weird. I, we got, I texted this. Or... We got the first Moon Knight trailer. Yeah. So what do we think, boys and girls? That... They're really going heavy on the schizophrenia slash multiple personality thing. But that's Moon Knight. Like, the best interpretations of Moon Knight usually do have that. So... I'm okay with it. So it's Oscar Isaacs, right? Yes. So this is a show, like, and it's funny because you could say this about anything, but this is definitely a show that is going to rest heavily on his portrayal of the character mm -hmm. and like how believable it is that he's crazy. Well, and, whether it keeps you guessing, like, is yeah. he crazy or is there something? By the way, if you look at the trailer, when Moon, Moon Knight, in, as Moon Knight is beating somebody on the floor, did you stop frame that? No. The person no. he's holding against the floor isn't human. It looks like Werewolf by Night. Oh, that's that's possible because Moon Knight started out as a villain for Werewolf or as an opponent of Werewolf by Night. Yeah, because you, if you stop frame it, you look the legs. Those are those are Werewolf legs. They're not they're not human legs. Huh? Like it's not a it's not a trick of the, the you know the speed of the film or anything. That's that's just yeah. I'm watching it again to see if I can see it. That makes sense though. I mean. Yeah, because again, that's that's where he got his start. So that'd be interesting. And plus, plus, creatures of night are enemies of what's the the god's name? Kanchu. 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 Yeah, Kanchu. Like a like. That's from, absolutely a werewolf. Yeah, from 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 that you should know. I mean, you're a resident you're, you're werewolf expert. I am a werewolf guy. That yeah. is absolutely a werewolf. I'm a, our, I'm our a senior werewolf correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting that on a business card. <laughs> J.D. Oliva, senior <laughs> werewolf correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but Episode yeah, but, but the thing with Kanchu is that they he he thinks anything that hunts at night is his enemy. Mm -hmm. Although in a lot of the comic comic books, he sometimes he's blasé about who he decides is the enemy or not. Right? It depends on who's writing. Right? Yeah, it depends on who's writing Moon Knight at the time. 
but I'm very, it, it does seem like they're going heavy with the, uh, the mental illness part of it. So I'm curious to how they, how they handle this. Cause that's tough subject to walk around these days. So I'm really curious to see how they do a superhero with schizophrenia, you know, or how they, how they classify it. Cause the, the definition of schizophrenia is not the definition it was 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. So. Well, they used to, the, 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 the writers used that. I mean, it's not really schizophrenia. What he has, there's a, it dissociative something or other. I forget yeah, yeah, what the yeah. actual technical term is, but like multiple, multiple personalities doesn't exist. It's this dissociative thing. And, right. and schizophrenia is a whole different ball game. Right. Cause like, I remember dark, you know, big dark tower fan. They had that with the Susanna characters, like in, in 1987, when the character was created, yes, it was the definition of a schizophrenic, but the definition in 2022 is different than it was in 1987. Mm, so yeah. now it's, you know, something different. I don't know, man. It's, it's tricky. I, that's the one thing I'm curious about. How do, how do they handle this? So I don't know, man, it looks pretty good though. Yeah. I mean, he looks really good in it. He does. So, but I mean, and it's Marvel, so you you have faith in it. But you know, like you've always said, you can cut a good trailer, yep, and then it just falls apart when you watch it. But we'll see. I think that with Marvel, they have more of a benefit of the doubt with me than than Warner has earned. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to accept more from them. Although I didn't love Hawkeye, so and I'm still having a, I'm still having a struggle trying to finish it. Wait, you haven't finished it? No. <laughs> Christmas no. is over. I don't love it. I don't I don't love it. I wanted to like it too, but I'm just not in love with the show. I mean I liked it, but again, it's I agree that it, it's parts of it are a slog, but yeah. I don't know. Again, I just don't love it. It's not bad, but I don't love it. <laughs> All right. What do you think of the trailer, John? I liked it. I mean, it, it it's enough to what is that a motorcycle? Yeah, going by outside. I keep forgetting we have ambiance here. So, yeah, drive on by ambiance. On the uh, street with superhero speed. Yeah. <laughs> with our werewolf, werewolf correspondent. correspondent. <laughs> special, special werewolf correspondent. Special. So, no, I, I, like, I like the trailer. It's, it's interesting enough to make me want to see the movie. I mean, I, I want to see the movie anyway, but this, this did nothing to hurt that at all and only helped it. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. You mean TV show? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know, JD, you might have to help me out with this. I'm not sure who, is there a character, Aaron Mogart in the comics? I, I'm not a big Moon Knight reader, so I'm going to yeah. assume, assume so. Like I've always, okay. my experience with Moon Knight was the uh, the Bendis run and when he would show up in other people's books. So I did not read a lot of Moon Knight. Yeah, so me, too, me too. It's more like when he was in other books. I read the character. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, sadly, the actor who plays him in the show, Gaspard Yuli, Yulel, passed away over the weekend in a skiing accident. He was young, so, too. 32. 37. Oh, I thought he was 32. 37. Okay. 37. Young, man. Real rough. So, yeah. I mean, that's like, apparently he's a, apparently he's a really popular French actor. I have never seen him anything, but like this is, then when you're in something like this, it's like. It could be a breakout role for the firm in this country. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a shame, man. It's uh 37 is too young. It's too young to go. That's for sure. You know? So, so this is, this is actually something then it kind of, I mean, we've talked about this on the show too, but I'm kind of curious. We've never directly talked about it, but we've talked about it in specific instances, but like now, now it gets into debate. And again, we haven't seen the show, so we don't know what kind of role he plays in the show, but 
it gets into that quick debate of recast or kill the character off. Depends on what the character ha- what happens with the character. Yeah. He's on six episodes of Moon Knight, so well, and with that, they're be. all that's completed. So yeah, yeah, they're gonna have a season to work, and they'll just write him out of the show, I imagine. If, if the character was, to continue. who knows, if we've even got a, a season two, you know? True. Hopefully, Wanda, it's good Wanda, enough. Well, Wanda, well, WandaVision didn't necessitate a season two. You know, perhaps this is just a show to launch into something else. Like, right. I also don't think uh, Hawkeye is gonna get a season two either. Right. So. I mean, although of all of them, Hawkeye could get a season two and be pretty cool, actually. I I, I agree. I mean, the way it's left off, it could go into a season two, but I think they're going to just spin uh, Bishop off into movies. Well, yeah, they're going to do that. But the season two would be another, you know, another adventures with, you know, but. Yeah, I think the only one that is definitely getting a season two is Loki. So that's the only one I've heard. Yeah, because Winter Soldier Falcon Winter Soldier is, is spinning to Captain America 4. So. And WandaVision. Wanda Doctor Strange. Yeah, yes. WandaVision didn't really need, like, it told its story and it's, right. that story's done. So. Still my favorite. Yeah. It was, well, it was groundbreaking. I mean, yeah, it really was. Yeah. It's a shame, so, man. Like a, man, a young man, like 37, that is a young guy. Like, you still have so much life left to give. And, you know, it's a shame. I'm really sad, really sad for his family. Just shows you should never go skiing. I'm not. I'm not going to <laughs> tree, sir. Is he hit a tree? Is that what happened? Yeah. No, no. He hit another skier. Oh, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 like an. You remember what happened with Anton Yelchin? Refresh my memory. He's he's on. He was on Star Trek. The 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 Kelvin the new oh, movies. The new movies. Yes. Yeah, he's Chekhov. He's Chekhov. He would put, yeah, yeah. He's Chekhov. Chekhov. He he was also doing a voice acting for a really popular Netflix animation. Troll Hunter, I think it is. That's a um, that was a really tragic story. How he died. Yeah. What, uh, refresh memory. How did how did he die? He he, he he thought his car. The, he thought the parking brake was on on his car. He's behind it, and it rolled backwards and crushed him. Oh God, that is a rough. Mm. Yeah. He was yeah, like I doing th- something to the car, and, and the parking brake wasn't on. I, th- I think I think the last two years have taken enough from us. I think I I I just you know I hate when I hear tragic stories like this we lost we also lost meatloaf and louis anderson this week yes God. yeah the louis anderson one i always liked him and that, that one hit me hard because like i mean if you ever like if you've ever listened i i said i said this on the show a couple of years ago when louis anderson was on the id10t podcast and he's such a nice guy like every interview i've ever seen with him he just was like down to earth, you know, nice human being, you know. Eddie Murphy. I was watching a doc, uh, a documentary on coming to America, and Eddie Murphy and John Lance talking about how the two say, "Well, you have to have a white character in it," and they were like, "Why? Like, like you just you need to have a white guy." And Eddie's like, "Fine, I got a guy. I'll, I'll we'll get my friend." And they hired Louis Anderson. Uh-huh. And he came up with the clubs to play the uh, the guy behind the register in Coming to America. Soon, <laughs> soon I'll make assistant manager. And that's when the big bucks roll in. Like it's, it's, it's a scene stealing. It, it, he steals the scene in a movie where everyone is constantly trying to steal the scene they're in. Yes, like Coming to America is probably the one of the greatest comedies ever made. And he, you know, he has like six minutes of screen time. And much like Boba Fett before him, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, I, I hate to say this, being old again. This reminds me of the day Sammy Davis Jr. and Jim Henson died on the same day. And I remember seeing that in the uh, on newspapers 
you know, it was 1990, when, right? Yep. I was a child when that happened. I remember that. Yeah. Wow. 1990. I was 32 years ago. Jesus Christ, I feel old. So I was 15. That's <laughs> long time ago. Uh, and then Meatloaf, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I, he was he, he was 74. 74. Yeah. yeah. The, the only comic book connection you can make to him is he was loosely. Character. What? He was a comic book. Well, yeah, he was a he was he, he was, was a, a cartoon. He was a cartoon. And and you know, the, the first time I ever realized he existed was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's where a lot my generation. Oh yeah, he was Frankie. My generation discovered him in the I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. But what is the one thing that he won't do? Anal? <laughs> I was assumed it was anal. <laughs> it probably was. That's all I could ever come up with. <laughs> no reaction of John whatsoever. <laughs> Completely no sold my joke. Completely no sold my joke. You know, because that's the one thing that John will do. Oh, well, fair I am not a Kingsman. No spelunking <laughs> for you? No. no cave dwelling? Um, <laughs> let's, moving on. Michael Bay directed that video. The Anything that I'll do anything for love. The Beauty the Beast-esque meatloaf video. Oh, that's weird because there's no explosions in it. Yes, but it's very Michael. If you watch it, you're like, oh, this is very Michael Bay. It's very grandiose. Yes, yeah. very grand. Yes, very and, much. And taking itself very seriously. Which and... was meatloaf. Like, listen to that song. Oh, yeah. It is the most operatic thing to come out of the 1990s. In an oh. era where, like, grunge was, like, grunge and gangster rap were dominating the charts, meatloaf's mm-hmm. comeback, like, shocked everybody. Like, really, I don't think we talk about what a, what an odd hit that was in the era. Well, every time any, any video you've ever seen him in, uh, the the one comment I heard about about him after he died is he was all in on everything. Very clearly, very just like he just yeah, this is going to be silly, but I'm all in. Yeah. and he he yeah, just yeah. did it. You know. Well, I think it's I, I think it's how you would describe "Bad Out of Hell" because "Bad Out of Hell," the first album, is remarkably so. Like "Paradise" by the Dashboard Light. The first, uh-huh. I love yeah. watch. I love looking at a person's reaction the first time they really listen to "Paradise" by the Dashboard Light. Because it was like, it's it's wild, man, for a song. Mm-hmm. He's it, almost an accidental rock and roll star. Very much. Yeah. Very much an act. That's a great way to describe it because, like, he really shouldn't have meatloaf shouldn't have worked. No. And even in the 70s, when rock music had gotten very grandiose and operatic, that sticks out. Oh, like, yeah. Paradise by the Dashboard Light is a, like, you look again, you listen, you're like, what the hell is this the first time you listen to it? And then you're like, okay, this is fun, you know? And same with Anything for Love. Like, that's, uh-huh. like you said, grandiose and, and just so theatric. And then you watch the music video on top of it, and you're like, what am I watching? But, you know, it's incredibly well, catchy. I mean, and that's the interesting thing, like, because, like, as a songwriter, you can tell, you can kind of tell the process of writing some stuff. And you can tell with him, like most rock songs start with the, the hook, right? Whatever, whatever the hook is, and, and you repeat it. But you can tell the songs he, I don't even know if he wrote them. I don't know. I, I don't know if he just sang them or if, he, or if he, he was a writer too. You can tell it starts with the words and then the melodies create it based on the words and then the chords to harmonize with it. That's why it sounds operatic. Like that's how you write something like that. And it's just not how you write a rock song usually, you know, and it's just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, like it shouldn't work, but it did. It did. It shockingly worked. Like (laughs) he must've, he must've surrounded himself with like at the, at those, at the time he got those hits, like people that were talent, like really were tuned into like, this will work. This won't work, kind of thing, you know. Mm. 
Or it was lightning in a bottle. I don't know. It was, I mean, like, it's hard to catch lightning in a bottle twice in your career, but I legitimately think he did, you know? Yeah. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, let, let, <clears throat> I, got, I got something we'll, we'll add. Uh, very comic booky. Neil Gaiman. 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 However you want to say it. Neil Gaiman. He just tweeted uh, yesterday. I would like to formally thank the 1 million moms for their attempt to ban Lucifer before it came out. Their boycott was the thing that signaled that Sandman had arrived as a comic, and I knew it boded well for the TV spinoff. And the reason why they're saying that is that uh, Lucifer beat Skid, uh, Squid Game for Nielsen ratings for 2021. For the most streamed show in 2021, which is shocking. The bummer part of this is that it's not actually the Million Moms Twitter account. I clicked on it. And it looks like someone thought about creating a Twitter account, but didn't actually commit to it. There's like one follower and no tweets. Oh, they, they <laughs> he, he hit the wrong one. As I, I don't know. I don't know if he hit the wrong one or if it's a deactivated account now or what, but I was really bummed that they weren't actually there. But I do like, he's right though. Like I am super stoked for the Sandman show whenever it comes. Should be soon, right? Yeah. We got the preview not that long ago. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that that's, that's a weird thing too. Cause usually the previews come out. Not long before the shows come uh, out. Netflix does them pretty early. Netflix will do, can do them like six months out sometimes. Yeah. Stranger, they do that with Stranger Things. Yeah. Not, my five-year-old is trying to talk his mother and letting him watch Stranger Things. Oh, that's not going to happen. I know, but she's already put it <laughs> out. But he thinks he can watch it. Okay. All right. You know what? I haven't watched the show. Stranger Things? Yes. But my question really? is... You didn't watch Stranger Things? No, I'm like shocked to hear this. <laughs> yes. Everyone is when I mention it. My question is, how much longer do you think that show can last? I, not, not much longer. Start, I, I, well, they're aging, so like right away when the kids when kids age, shows change. I assume this is. I thought last season was the last season. The answer to the question is, is when Netflix wants to stop making them. If I were them, I would make this the last season because we had well, a Netflix, gigantic click banger at the end of last year. I mean, Netflix has a tendency to cancel shows after two seasons. They do, but this is going on the fourth. Well, you, you don't cancel a show when it's making, you know, this this tidal wave of green stuff. I it's mean, propping up your network in a lot of cases. Like, yeah, like it's one of the best. It's one of the most successful things done. Dude, we should watch. We should do that. I would like, I don't have a lot of time, but I would definitely go back and watch first season of Stranger Things because that is like if as me. OK, so as children of the 80s, right? Speaking of lightning in a bottle, you know, very much lightning. You know, but I mean, like this is very it's also very in, it's also very much a thing of its influences. And they talk about how the two got the two Stevens that shaped the 80s, right? Stephen King and Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. And this is very much the love child of those influences. Yeah. Right. It's very much it's very much E.T. meets it. Well, it speaks to dorks like me. I mean, what was me I doing in the 80s? Oh, yeah. I was Dungeons, I was rolling up characters constantly yeah. in, in D&D, you know? I was a little child. So, like... <laughs> well, it was. These are, like, these are the kids that I, like, that I thought were cool growing up, right? When I was a little kid. Like, oh, those those are big kids that get to do fun things. Like, it, it's very much in tune of, like, goons, right? That kind of thing. But a little bit more hard-edged. Like, it's very much... Very much strikes me in my sensibilities. Like this is probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite television show in the last ten years. Is Stranger Things. Well, especially I, that first, especially that first season. Like that first season is like okay, if you could sum up JD's brain into one show that he had nothing to do with, this would be it. So, how many seasons is it? Three seasons. Three seasons have been completed, and it started in 2016. That's what I think part of the problem too. They take so long. Two years. Well, the yeah. well, yeah. They the last one. No, was the last one finished before they, before COVID hit? I think so. 
Yeah. So like the the next season, it, everything was delayed for the COVID, the last the COVID mess. Yeah. But again, the first season was 2016. The second I mean, season, 2016. Yeah. I think the next season was 2018. And- right. But it should have been 2017, 2018, 20. They could have had four seasons out before the pandemic they, hit. They could have, but they chose not to. They take their time with this. They don't just crank it out. Like, and honestly, but, honestly, the shows are good. But I'm it's sorry. If you're like- doing a show that stars kids, you got to get it. But part of the show is about them growing up. Right. Like yeah. That's actually, that's factored into the show is they're growing up. And don't forget Millie Bobby Brown is like hitting movies now, at least the Godzilla movies and all that. She's going to have a career. Yeah, she's and good. Finn, Finn Wolfhard too. He's Well, good. they kind of stuck him in the Ghostbusters afterlife and as, as like a, hey, here's this very popular guy. But that, yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot to do. No, like but the kid, the, the girl in... Uh, Ghostbusters, she I think. Is, she is going to be something. She is going to be quite famous. And I realized where I knew her from. Mm. Do you, either of you watch Young Sheldon? No. I'm- okay, yeah, he, she's on that. She plays another genius kid who's kind of like a rival to Sheldon. Ah. She's been, hopefully that's not a typecast, but eh, you know, what's, we, you know she's, got, she's got the acting chops to work her way out of that. Yeah. So if we don't have plans to watch Batman and Robin this week, let's do stream because I don't think any nerd news is happening. We're in a dead zone right now. Maybe we should watch Stranger the first season, maybe at least half the first season of Stranger Things. How many episodes is it? Oh, God, I don't remember. I want to say six or eight. Okay. Let me look it up. Real quick. Yeah, you're the one who usually has a um, hard time with time. But I've seen and- it. <laughs> right, so you don't have to pay attention to it. Really, right. just like if I just refresher. get a ref- if I get a refresher on it, I can go to Wikipedia and read about it and I'll remember it. <laughs> Season one overview. Just tell me damn episodes it was. Eight, eight episodes. Okay, all right, I can watch that. Very timely, very timely of us to do a Stranger Things season one review in the year twenty twenty two. Two. Don't forget, don't forget the two. It's twenty twenty two now. It feels like we've been on pause for the last two years. It's, yeah, I mean, and and this 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 past week more so than than ever. I mean, like there is literally literally nothing. I mean, all, the only thing I know of is is this Neil Gaiman thing. But that's I'm because sh- I'm shocked. There's like not there's really nothing for us to talk about this week, right? Like nothing, really nothing happened. exciting at this point. No, like I feel like we're in, like we're coming off the big spot. Like again, but, it's January. This is the dead zone, right? Yeah. Hmm. Like, Pre Super Bowl, that people are going to hang well, on to their good commercials to the Super Bowl. It's like even I, dead for anime. There's like nothing I can talk about really. I, I saw something where it was like, I saw an article and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Where they said like two Marvel shows were, had been taken off the slate, one of them being Secret Invasion. I can't remember what the other one was. Really? And then, and then I saw all this stuff about them filming Secret Invasion and I'm like, this feels like a rumor based off of something stupid. And I read the article and it was just like the Japanese. Marvel website had taken it off uh, the list of shows. They were, you know, th- that could be a million things. It's like, oh, okay. So, yeah, it was just like, yeah, they, there's nothing going on. Oh, it's sad, actually. It's quite sad. It's too cold. This too- would have been, dude, it's so cold out. I did snow, I snow blue when I got home from the tournament today. It's 12 degrees out. I'm very glad I have a snowblower. It's too cold. It's too covid <laughs> It's definitely too covid out. <laughs> Man, I was at that tournament. At our high school tournaments, everybody's got to wear masks. These are little kids' tournaments. It's like the Wild Wild West. My wife was freaking out. She's like, there's 12 people here with masks out of the 200 people here. And I'm like, well, we're part of the 12. So, you know, relax. Relax. But 
but you guys are vaccinated and all had it again you're immortal i i feel that way sometimes <laughs> and that's why i'm like just relax yes we're as protected as we can exactly you're more wear protected where you're n95 and we're good we're cool. you're probably more protected than most of the people in that place we probably are more but again like but again we go out of a way to try you know that's the thing yeah try to be protected you're going to be protected you know andy's had a cold we tested him like three times over this week but he's had like a, a legit cold the last week <laughs> you can still get cold i know that that's is possible and the flu it is that's the thing too it's like because he's like you have to test me before i go to school today i need to be tested and i'm like and he coughs i'm like no oh, maybe he does so i do the test and he's fine and then like saturday at my tournament i'm like i feel sick oh sweet jesus <laughs> I got the thing. Oh my. And I got all paranoid about it. And I'm like, oh wait, my kid's been sick all week. I'm fine. You know? Yes. Yeah, this is where we're at right now. Like we've forgotten that cold and that colds and flus also still are a thing. It's gonna winter is gonna be cold, cold and flu and COVID season for the rest of our lives. Probably. It is just get vaccinated and you know, be smart. The the Omicron wave is starting to go down. Starting, lot, but it's starting to go down. It's too bad this is not a, a video podcast because I'm actually doing some cool hand motion right now. <laughs> we had it for a while. We were doing the video, but not no more. It's really well, having to edit audio and then video. It's, it's, I, it's I, frustrating. I get it. I blame John. I blame John, too. John, <laughs> that's par for course. You're a dick. <laughs> you shot Rick Flag. <laughs> did, you, did you shoot Rick Flag? Uh, no. I'm gonna assume Rick Flag. I would have though. He was a dick too. So he was an idiot. So Rick Flag is still alive, right? Oh, it's comic books. I mean, look at look look at they, they shot Peacemaker, and and they, they they cut to the first episode, and it's like it's amazing. You only had to, we only had to replace your your clavicle. It's like what the. F- so he's got like a healing factor. Right, because that was actually one of my favorite sequences. Of the second episode where he's jumping down the patios and just keeps collapsing upon them. And he's like, oh, how was oh. it? My God, that was so visceral. Like I, I could feel the pain. Yeah. You know, great, great sound editing. Cause you heard his body just go from that sound yep. like meat hitting the floor. Yeah. Like, I, he's got to have some type of a healing factor that they just haven't told us about. I don't I guess. I don't think I've ever heard that he has any kind of healing. He's not a super superhero, you know, and he's got to have something done with him. Cause he keeps surviving. Again, he survived all that stuff and he's walking away with like minute injuries from all these things. Plot God armor. The plot armor is thick, man. I like that. But again, I've, I'm guilty of using plot armor too, but he's got it. He's got it. Cause they, they made it like a thing on the show that he keeps coming out. Of. He's got to have, some type of healing factor like i think his dad might have done something while he was a white dragon or whatever yeah. boy that oh, was an the... uncomfortable scene oh yeah prison at the end of episode two yeah oh yeah 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 so i mean that that i mean 10 years ago that would have been oh that's interesting now it's like oh crap mm, it's yeah. like yeah yeah it's like uh, should i be watching this is he well, to, putting me on a list? Well, that's it's funny. Talking about the show is that like because a lot of the peacemaker <laughs> stuff is kind of silly. You laugh at it, but then you get to that sequence and they can they immediately go hard. Yeah, and like you feel it, and it makes that sequence you feel it even more because you've been laughing so much in that episode. So it's this really cool juxtaposition that really because you're because the rest of the show is so fun, you feel that ending. And so I never, I never heard of the character before but i look up white dragon is dc villain and he's only been used a couple of times and he's a white supremacist if there's man if in the comics find, if someone's gonna find a obscure dc character it is going to be james gunn yes yeah. heard of the weasel 
That's true. I love oh. DC Comics, and I never heard of half of those characters in the Suicide Squad. That that's not the only thing. I, I mean, Peacemaker keeps dropping bombs. Like, yeah, Batmite. I was like, oh, Batmite's Bat real in this great. universe. Batmite, Matter Eater Lad. He's mentioned. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, he so hasn't the, seen that one yet. I know. I was saying Matter that I, that's that's the Legion. That's fascinating. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly it. Yes. It's like so. So basically, he's canonizing all this crap. You know, interdimensional imp that stands Batman. That real? Yes. Well, you know, if, if that might exist, then Mixel's Pitlick exists too. <sighs> you know what? We have great DC like series. Did you guys ever read Emperor Joker? What? Emperor Joker. Did you guys ever read that? No. No. So this is a Superman. We had the Triangle era of Superman, where they would have like the one story running through all the Superman books. Yeah. Joker gets Mick. I forget. I think it's Mixel Pitlick's powers. Right, Joker cons Mr. Mixus, but like out of his powers, and Joker makes him using the the time the um, interdimensional shiftingness of his Miss Mr. Mixus Spitlick's powers. Joker takes over. Joker takes over the world, and okay, Superman to thwart it. It's Jeff Loeb writing and McGinnis on art is the the mainstay. It's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun series. You huh. you want you want another thing like that? There was one where Mixus Pitlick actually battled Batmite. And they destroyed universe after universe after universe. I'm vaguely familiar with this one. I can't and, remember and where it was. Was it a Batman Superman? Was it a Batman Superman? It sounds familiar. For I forget because they're um, like, they're both from the fifth dimension. And Matt, you know, um, Batman's just a ripoff of Mister Mickey's, but like, but Batman's true. actually the better. But Batman's actually the better character. But they, but they, yeah, they, 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 they fought and destroyed universe after universe, even coming to our universe. And then both of them going, oh, this doesn't feel right. And, you know, skipping that one. And then, and then at the end, they just like, you know, snapped and everything's back and I'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Cause that's those characters. I mean, they're actually, that's part of the fun of DC comics. You can have those kind of characters. Yeah. You know, you can have bat. They did a cool, like Grant Morrison did a really cool thing with Batmite in uh, Batman R.I.P. Where Bat, where Bruce imagines Batmite is there when he's going, he's going crazy. So, right, that's fun. Yeah. I like ba- I like Batman that, uh, going, uh, he went crazier, and that was crazier. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, I like Paul Rubens did the voice of Batmite in the uh, the Bruce Tim shows. That's right. That's fun. That's fun stuff. Ah, uh, Batmite. I kind of want to see Batmite now. Like, I want to see a live act. I mean, this is how you're never getting old. If I was like 25, like, Batmite, that's garbage. Take yourself way too seriously. That's, so, yes, give me Batmite. Oh, he also, he also mentioned Dollman, by the way. Really? Well, Dollman's kind of cool, because that's another charlatan hero, just like Peacemaker. But can they do Batmite when they keep making Batman more dark and gritty and that's why serious? It would work. That's why it would work. With, the Michael Ke- with this Michael Keaton one now? Yes, I think they absolutely... That reminds me. I saw an article where it was like... Basically, they were saying people shouldn't be ex- excited about Michael Keaton return. They should be more excited about. Oh my God, why can't I think of his name? Pat, Robert Pattinson. No, Ben Affleck returning to the role of Batman. We just saw him. I literally, I've seen. I know, and I'm like, what? I'm, what? I'm so fucking tired of these articles telling me what I should and shouldn't think about things. Like yeah. nothing more <laughs> than some 28 year old who thinks they know what they're talking about, who's getting paid six dollars a word. Oh, he wishes he was getting six cents a word. Excuse me, to write these dumbass listicle articles telling me what I should think about these things. Anyone who writes for Forbes can lick my ass. I'm so sick of them, man. Yeah, the, so, the Forbes guys. I'm are... so sick of these people telling me what I should and shouldn't think about these things most of the, most of the time that's exactly what they're trying to do is tell you what they're not that's writing an is. article they're yeah. they're 
basically being paid to shill you yes to shill something it's it's awful awful writing awful human beings i hate it but by the way we mentioned batman and i know we're trying to fill some time the the batman the new movie had it it's it's confirmed that it's nearly three hours but there is a four-hour cut there is a four-hour cut i love batman i don't know if i can sit through a four-hour cut of batman we sat through a four-hour cut of justice league and it was better than we were expected but i don't but it was still Zack snyder four hours i don't i will never see it again (laughs) i guess we have to right if they ever because they have to at some point hbo put on the four-hour director's cut yeah yeah they'd have to i guess we have to watch that at some point is it i don't know i mean it depends how good the three-hour version is which i'm shocked well the four-hour version was they were doing test screenings with it i'm shocked that they're even doing it that long where it's like i agree i agree that's well two and a half hours now has become the standard for uh superhero movies so it's probably not three it's probably like 250 so it's like 20 minutes longer that's still pretty long though well, it depends how many times they show his parents getting shot in this one. <laughs> but again, it also goes back to, we've talked about this before, like wanting a shorter movie so you can have more showings of the movie to get more money as opposed to, yeah. you know, you have to have I mean, a lot of faith in the movie. You do have to have a lot of faith in the movie. They must think this thing is awesome. That or, I got nothing, they must have a lot or, of faith. Or, or it's going to be a Zack Snyder crap show. But I mean. we've also said, we've said on this show, when DC execs say it's awesome, that's usually. what makes me, and that's what makes me nervous. To be quite honest with, you, is I don't trust these people because they've given me no reason to trust them over the years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they you talked know, about Batman v Superman being a great movie, and then Justice League being this awesome movie. And because I don't, I think they're like robots over there. Like I don't think they have actual theories or thoughts on it. But even Jim Lee was saying it. I'm like, oh, what Jim kind Lee's of- a homer. He's got to say that. <laughs> You know, Jim Lee's a, like he's the publisher. What's he gonna say? Yeah, this movie kind of sucks. You know, but which they all they all should have said that with Batman versus. I think they were. I think people. I think the DC people and the more people legitimately blown away. People hated that movie. Yeah, which is what scares me because it's a bad movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I can't. I don't know. Would you respect someone like Jim Lee more if he came out and was like, "Yeah, it's okay. It's not our best no. movie." No, well, they're not gonna. Even if they thought that, they wouldn't do. They gotta sell tickets to the movie. That's how you right. lose your job as a publisher. This is true. You know, like you got to, after the fact, you'd be like, yeah, you know, we all kind of knew, you know, but at the time you got to sell movies, like you got to make money. Hmm. Speaking, speaking of making all the money, was it uh, Star Wars? Soka begins production in March. Good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That's one I'm really looking forward to. They, they, and, and they've got like Sabine from Star Wars Rebels is in it. Mm-hmm. So like they're they're pulling out all the stops in this one. There's a lot of really really popular Star Wars characters in this, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead just joined too. So I like her. So yeah. question: Like there are people that are Star Wars completists that watch everything Star Wars, try to read everything. Pretty much I what believe. I've done, although I didn't try to; it just happened. I was about to say, I think we're speaking with one right now. So they, everyone, but I'm saying anyone who watched the Clone Wars cartoon knows who Ahsoka is and is excited for it. And like, yes, we got her in the Mandalorian, but I guarantee there were people who were just like, who is this? You know, there's just like, oh, it's a cool Jedi character. Like, do you think people who haven't watched the Clone Wars are excited for this show? They, no, I don't think they, they are, but the, if they do this right, they can give a lot of backstory on the character 
through the, you know, during the show. And anybody who watches anime knows that sometimes you can take a character, it's eh, give them a horrible, tragic backstory and really sell the character. This is what's great about um, these streaming network shows, right? Is the, uh, the is the casual Star Wars fan looking forward to an Ahsoka Tono show? No, but the hardcore Star Wars fan is super excited about it. And, the, right. and what these they don't have to make five billion dollars at the box office, right? True. They True. can they can go go lower and do a good show. And now they figured out how to do these things. I don't say on the cheap, but definitely cheaper with the the technological advancements that Disney's made. Yes. So you can do these things, and you can super serve your audience which if you're going to have a streaming network you are required to super serve your hmm. the stuff that's meant for the general public like your your far from home for example that yeah. releases to the general public your moon night goes to disney plus true but i also yeah. kind of feel like at this point well i mean i don't know if the eternals is a good i think the eternals was something they really wanted to make happen that they just didn't they couldn't do it because it can't be done like this is i put the eternals in the same camp as the inhumans where you think you have something but you don't and they yeah. got cock, they got cocky with guardians and I, I was gonna say like are we at the point where marvel could put anything out and we'd be happy with it or no yeah because no. i mean it, it. eternals could have been a good show you know 10 yeah, episodes of 10 episodes of that would have given all the characters time to breathe and yeah made you care about them but they they, like you said, they got cocky. They threw, oh, we can put this as a movie. That's even like, that's even the problem with the X Men movies. In my mind, is that like you you create a team movie, but you only concentrate on two, three characters, right? You, you know, yeah. and they tried to give everyone screen time in Eternals, but it just it didn't work. It fell apart because of that. Well, if you had a four hour movie like Zack Snyder's Justice League. <sighs> Where you're introducing most of the characters, then yeah, you can do this, you can do <laughs> this is why the X-Men, I truly believe the X-Men should not be done as a movie. You could do a Wolverine movie again if the X-Men yeah. should be done as a as a show because the X-Men is the quintessential soap opera comic. And mm-hmm. we've never really gotten that. We've never really gotten what the X-Men is about on screen. Yeah. I mean, like everything about what make because it's not just the the civil rights angles it's not just the everyone feels you know abandoned or or not like an outsider angles it's the soapiness right it, that's what makes yeah. claremont's book special it was the soap opera aspect and we haven't gotten that so i think that i don't they're not gonna listen to me but they should do x-men as a tv show as a, as a not even just a miniseries just like keep doing it like just keep making x-men shows that's what they should do yeah no i agree but again when it was the the golden book for so long at marvel like mm-hmm. they're like well why can't this just be the best movie out there you know because it's not and i i get that but at the same time it's not doing these one i mean like these big mark these big stories work so well because all the groundwork has been laid with these characters god loves man kills right. is a great story because all the all the work has been done we know who kitty is we know who nightcrawler is we know who wolverine is right right you know the dark phoenix saga works because We've watched Scott and Gene together since they were teenagers, right? Like we yeah. have this accrued interest developed in these characters and we don't get that in movies the same way in movies. No. That's why the best X-Men movie is probably Logan, right? Because it's a simple story, right? That's yeah. on, it's true enough to the comics that it worked, you know, and X, like all the X-Men movies, like Days of Future Past is good, but then that's really good because like you just love X-Men movies, right? Yeah. Like again, and that relies on four other movies that came before it. Right, exactly. But also, that's why 
Avengers works is because three of the main characters were set up in separate movies. In fact, four of the main characters were all introduced before that movie was put together. Everyone was introduced before the movie was put together. Well, you got Hawkeye for like five seconds in... in, But he was uh, set up in Thor. Or Thor, right. Yeah, I mean, they set him up. Same with, like, he's the only one that doesn't get a lot, but he also has a lot to do in this movie. Like, they do a lot of the work with with Hawkeye's character in Avengers, where the rest right. of them were set up. So, right. you can't do that with X-Men, because you can get a Wolverine movie, but I don't know, can you get a Cyclops movie that people are going to care about? Right? Are we going to get a Rogue There's, movie? No? Well, Rogue, you could do a movie. Could you? But you're not going to make a billion dollars, which is what you need to do with a movie. Movie's yeah. got to make a billion dollars. Yeah. That's, why that's why it should be a Disney Plus show. Yeah, yeah. Develop, I mean, you well, gotta, you got to develop the characters, man. It depends. A, a, yeah, after you do the series, then you could probably do a Rogue movie. But I don't. I won't ever see being able to do a Cyclops. There's just not enough about his no, character I, that's interesting. No, no, I disagree. There is, but you won't make money. Right. Like you won't like a Cyclops movie. Like Cyclops is fascinating. Like he was a character. Like his parents, he's a character who he's a mutant. He's mutant Batman, essentially. He trained from the moment he was, from the moment Xavier took him to be the leader of the X Men. His parents are kidnapped by aliens, and they were left in a, in a like a plane. Like there's so much you could do with the Cyclops character, but they're not gonna like they're not gonna make it as a movie, right? Cyclops works better as Cyclops, but you need the that relationship with the rest of the X Men to really well, especially work. Especially with the, with the love triangle with Gene and with Gene and, and Logan, Logan, right? Because yeah. it it works but you need to earn it, right? And it's hard to do that in one or two movies. Right, because it, in, the, in the original X-Men movies, it just came off as a whiny mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> it absolutely does. Just a, yeah. So, yeah. But again, I got nothing nobody, else. Nobody um, listens to what JD said. So. I'm listening. No, no, no. I meant the people at Marvel. Oh, no, they, they don't listen. Well, yeah, well, Kevin Feige. <laughs> All right, so. You'd have to well, get his ear. Let's just yeah. end with a rumor oh and people are some people are excited about this and i feel like we'll get shortchanged if they do it the rumor is that there will be a cameo in multiverse of madness by reed richards and sue storm played by john krasinski and what's his wife's name emily blunt emily blunt but it will be a variant a a variant version or a a different universe version so we won't get them in the MCU proper as Reed Richards and Sue Storm. I don't know. I don't. I think. I think these rumors are getting more credence based on the fact that we saw Spider Man. I don't think they're yeah. going to go to that well again and do that stuff they did with the last movie because they just did it right. I don't foresee that. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, you got to have some multiverse aspect of a movie called Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, we got the evil Doctor Strange. True. True. And I think I do think at some way we're going to get the twins again too i think well i think i think you have a really good chance of that happening i think probably yeah. mephisto too <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face jade <laughs> she starts doing this show on youtube every week because yeah it's just uh, john is the it's, it's mephisto like a, it, correspondent it's a it's a cross between like nonplussed and pity <laughs> the, the look on your face <laughs> Poor thing, O'Grady. I don't have a. Is that the answer for everything, John Mephisto? Mephisto? Well, it was we our thought go-to. it was. It was our go-to for quite some time in early 2021. At one point, they they're yeah. You know what? It's gonna be like at one point they're gonna throw Mephisto at us when we least expect it. You know, it's possible they might give him to us in like you know, uh, I don't know, 
power pack show. No, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but I will say this: I do think there is a chance at some point there will be an announcement of John Krasinski and Emily Blunt playing those characters because the fans seem to want it so much. I agree with you. I think this. I think the fans might have willed this into happening, and I can't see them not wanting the Marvel money. Exactly. Like why? I mean, you. I mean, you must really. You must unless you're Martin Scorsese and you just hate superhero movies. Like. <laughs> I don't understand why I don't see, actor you'd say I, I, I don't want this. I don't see John Krasinski hating Marvel movies. I think neither do I. Neither I do think I. he's a I. giant nerd in real life. I think you're probably right, and I can't I can't see why he wouldn't just be all in. Yeah, on Mister Fantastic. You know? And and the, they already like they've done movies together. They're both really good at oh know, yeah, and they're mm-hmm. really great actors they have chemistry, chemistry together there's no way it won't be like one of the best representations you can think of of sue storm and, and, and mr fantastic and again the fantastic four is about family that's what that's what yeah. stanley always said so it's like what better than to have an actual family portray the two two of the main characters so absolutely yeah. does emily blunt have a brother <laughs> to play johnny storm <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't have an answer for that question. <laughs> nope, I do. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I if, if, the, if the one there's a danger to this though. You know, it's like if fans get what they want, then they're going to start trying to will everything into existence. So hmm. there's a danger in that, but at the same time, this one is just so. It seems like it's just such a thing. Even to me, even I'm like, you know what? That's kind of what I want to see now. Is that we've made that such a thing? Like anyone else is going to feel like a disappointment. <laughs> you know. What can we will into existence? Money. <laughs> Did you hear Marvel wants to buy our podcast? Oh my God. Here you go. Yeah. Shill <laughs> for Marvel for weeks. For months, for years. What are you talking yes. about? Yes. Just we'll keep shilling forever. Yes. Kevin Feige is a genius. Oh, he's Ooh. the biggest genius. A super genius. <laughs> like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> super genius. All right. I think this podcast is running out of steam. Yeah. I think so. so. All right. Amazed we got as much as we can. So let's let's wrap it up. We got any recommendations for our audience out there, JD? Not really this week. I didn't get to I didn't get to do a whole lot. So I did not get my my reading up to speed. So I will say you should watch you should be like me and finish Midnight Masks. I really like those first three episodes. I never got back to Oh series. my god, you never got back to no, I don't watch TV, man. I work all the time. So all I right. want to get back and watch that show. Okay. John? I got two recommendations. Oh. What one is Go Lucifer just finished its sixth season. That's the end of the series, but that show is well worth watching. It is a fun show. You know, and and the acting's amazing, and uh, yeah, I, I would I would suggest go see it. You you can you can binge all six seasons now on Netflix. Yeah, go ahead. So Lucifer is the devil, mm-hmm. and isn't another name for the devil Mephisto? Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. All right, <laughs> whatever. The the other one is again in the vein of superheroes. I was I was just bored yesterday, and I'm folding laundry and playing around, just flipping around on Netflix. And the Mask of Zorro is on there. Oh, the one with Antonio Banderas? Yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, Antonio Banderas, Anthony Hopkins, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. How'd that movie age? Well, it ages well. It's still fun. I really love it. 
Okay. So, you know, I gave it a good, I gave it a good, it, it was enough that I put down the laundry and just sat down and watched it. You know, it was supposed to be just the background, but it worked, it worked really well. It's the second one that gets a little silly, if I remember correctly. But this one, this one's just the right amount of, of fun and seriousness, you know, like people do get blown away in this. So, but, but it's great. Antonio Banderas in his prime, Catherine Zeta-Jones in her prime and, and Anthony Hopkins playing old Zorro. Oh man. What is the movie with Antonio Banderas where he walks around with the guitar case? El Mariachi, uh, Desperado. It is a yep. sequel okay. to El Mariachi. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Now, <laughs> some of my favorite movies. The The Mariachi series is great because you have El Mariachi is his Robert Rodriguez $5,000 movie. Uh-huh. It's so low budget, but so much fun. And Desperado was like the big budget remake right. sequel. Yes. It's such a great action movie. And then the third one is, oh, shoot, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, that's right. With Donnie with Johnny Depp is the villain. Yes. Great series. Of these Desperado was like the first time that was what put Selma Hayek Selma on Hayek. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Those are, those are really, you know what? I'll, those my recommendation. The mariachi trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Love those movies. Just, just not with any kids around. Cause man, does that get blood? It's Tarantino. So. No, oh, no, no! It's Robert Rodriguez. Oh, it's Rodriguez. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I always thought I. I so it's still fine. Everything in that it was like I always thought that was Tarantino. No, Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all of our social media at the top of the page, and of course, comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. And I'm going to recommend that you go watch. If you haven't seen it in a while, Stranger Scenes, uh, Stranger Scenes, Stranger Things season one to refresh yourself, because apparently we're talking about that next week, and uh, I've never seen it, so this will be interesting. I can't Ooh. wait to hear what you think about this show. I'm genuinely curious. All right. Well, on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening, and don't let you get caught in the door. Have a good week.